This is the Eye on Potatoes, brought to you by the National Potato Council. The Eye is the place to tune in for conversations with growers and thought leaders on advocacy, production, and all things potatoes. Now, here's your host, Lane Nordland. All righty, friends. Welcome back to another conversation here on the Eye on Potatoes podcast. I'm Lane Nordland. Happy to be with you. We are live on the expo floor at Potato Expo 2024. Thanks for joining us here today. And if you were at Expo, thanks for making your way to Austin, Texas. It was one of the largest potato expos since its inception. And uh, we can look forward to seeing you next year in Las Vegas at either the Mirage Hotel or the Hard Rock Hotel. It's the same premise, but uh, uh, premises, but, uh, or I, I can't even say there. It's same location. Same location, yeah. different owner. Different yep. owner. Yep. So it might be the Mirage or it might be the Hard Rock. Who knows, but uh, NPC will be ready. Uh, friends, you just heard the voice of R.J. Andrus, president of the National Potato Council from Idaho Falls, Idaho. And Bob Mativi is joining us. He is from the great state of Colorado, first vice president and vice president of environmental affairs of, uh, the, and also the executive committee. Man, you got a long title there, Bob, that they <laughs> gave me. But uh, at the uh, here for our conversation, of course, I want to thank our friends at Syngenta for proudly sponsoring the Ion Potatoes podcast. Uh, again, we just want to thank them for all that they do. And of course, they address all those complex challenges that face the potato industry. Uh, Sagenta provides growers with unmatched field expertise, along with an array of effective products. Explore syngenta-us.com slash spuddoctor to discover solutions for your potato growing obstacles. I just like saying spud doctor. <laughs> Makes me feel like one of those old time farm broadcasters uh, evan slack he was the founder of our, our radio network that is now the western egg network and he had one of those very uh deep voices good morning everybody i think him uh he's saying spud doctor that would have been a heck of a thing to hear on radio back in the I day think you're so. right because we listened i think bob and i are of the age we listened to a lot of evan slack evan uh yeah evan was the founder of the western egg network so we're proud to keep his legacy and when the prices are up what did he say Higher, higher, higher. <laughs> My dad used to listen to him, and I remember I actually met him one time. So. He was a he was a legend yeah. in the industry, so we're proud to keep his legacy. Of course, Western Ag Network, that's my day job, but uh, I always enjoy hosting the I Am Potatoes podcast for all of our listeners. And as we're as we are here today, um, RJ, uh, you are our president, of course, and that uh, your your year as president uh, will will come to a close uh, during uh, the the summit in in, in DC in a, in a few weeks, but. Uh, Let's talk about your background and, and your role there in the potato industry, not just on the national level, but there in Idaho as well. Well, Lane, it's always a pleasure to be on your podcast. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm R.J. Andrus, the 2023 NPC president, um, third-generation Idaho potato grower. Um, I went on the leadership, fan, or the leadership program in 2006, and from that really gained a very good, big perspective of what makes things happen. Mm-hmm. So I decided that I wanted to get involved. So I spent six years on the Idaho Potato Commission and uh, during that time got on the board of directors for the council and just really had a desire to participate and to be involved because it takes us to be involved. I mean, I've, Lane, you, you've probably heard me a million times say every, every grower thinks that things just happen and that's just not the way it is. If we're not involved, 
with with the things that are happening in in Washington D.C. Um, I mean, the, the programs do not work without our support. And I've I've said it on every podcast. If you do anything, get involved, especially the young guys. Get involved. Very very true. And Bob, for yourself, let's talk more about uh, growing up in Colorado agriculture and, and how you found yourself uh, on the executive committee with the National Potato Council. Well, Lane, I didn't grow up in the potato industry. I grew up on a small farm up in north of Denver. My dad milked cows and we had some beef cattle. And, and uh, when I got married, my wife's family was uh, in the San Luis Valley there. And so we... Uh, had the opportunity to move down there and farm with with uh, her folks and just got involved um, her dad was involved in a lot of things there's you know you see a lot of the same people working on a lot of different boards and uh, so had a good mentor there and got involved with the Colorado Potato Administrative Committee being on that and I'm the chairman of the environment of the uh, legislative or government affairs committee there and then uh, got on the on the board for the national potato council and was fortunate to be appointed onto the executive committee and uh, working with the environmental affairs committee there and so it's been a great great learning uh, experience and just a great opportunity to be part of a, a national organization like this um you know on the on the farming into things you never really go anywhere without asking people how the weather is but uh, uh how's the weather been here so far in 2024 for you down there well we're getting a little bit of snow i mean you know we've been in such a severe drought since 2002 all of the western united states has been struggling and last year we were brown dirt on the valley floor all winter and at least we've got a little bit of snow early now so we're optimistic we always are we wouldn't be farming if we weren't optimists <laughs> and so uh, just hopeful we can you know our, our farming practices have changed a lot because of the weather patterns we're not growing a lot of the things that we used to but uh, we adapt and, and go on so RJ same thing how were things over in, in your neck of the woods there you know I, I think we're about the same as as Bob we we're finally getting some storms this week but it's been it's been dry and and when that happens into January, it does get scary because we rely on on uh, on our reservoir system for our irrigation, and the groundwater follows that. And so, it's always something to watch, worry about, like Bob said. But uh, we always knock on wood and hope it's going to be okay. And most of the time, it is. Well. Again, that's we're gamblers here in the in the agriculture business, no doubt. But uh, you know, as we look back on on 2023, RJ, um, you know, what, what are some things you want to reflect upon? And you know, I think of uh, that uh, that big announcement that was made during the uh, the potato summit out in D.C. Uh, on the economic impact that the U.S. potato industry has has on every aspect of, of agriculture and of our economies on, on the county, state, national, and then you throw that international equation in. What, uh, I guess, what went into announcing that report and, and how, does, how does that help you as a leader? You know, th- that morning that we did that, even when I was reading it, I was astounded at the impact that potatoes have 
And uh, just that study alone armed us with the material that we could take to the hill and show, physically show, what the potato industry brings to the economy of the United States. And it's, it's, it's big. And, and that was extremely helpful to us. I think there's another one going on right now, Bob. For I think it'll be out in next year, maybe. But, I mean, it, it's extremely helpful to just show hard numbers to people. Of we, we can't just go in and say, yeah, we're kind of a big deal. You need to listen to us. Well, and, and just to share some of those numbers, it was a $100 billion economic impact on on the economy. 714,000 jobs supported because of the U.S. potato industry, $53 billion in GDP contributions. So that, that's, a, that's a big, big impact. And, and when, whether you're taking that to the Hill in Washington, D.C., or, or Bob, for yourself, when, when you're taking it to the Hill maybe in Denver, uh, to the state capitol, how, how does data like that help uh, advance and, and advocate for the industry in Colorado and then for other states as well, having, having all that research and, and hard numbers that legislators or appointed officials can really look at. Well, I think it goes to the, you know, specifically our potato industry in, in Colorado. The potato industry is a significant portion. We're not the largest industry, but it, um, it helps them get an understanding of of the impact that we do make on our overall economies. It also can, you know, highlight um, why it's important to continue funding research for for potatoes and other crops as well, but uh, our interest is mainly potatoes. But research is such an important uh, portion of what we're advocating for. I mean, that's we view that as the future of our success. Very, very important. And we'll give a, a, a quick preview into advancing that success with uh, that report you guys uh, just, just briefly mentioned. But first, we're going to take a few moments to thank our friends at Syngenta. We'll be back right after this. Syngenta cares about potato producer productivity and offers a wide variety of seed treatment options protecting your investment from the beginning. Syngenta's all-liquid seed treatment Cruiser Max Vibrance Potato offers protection from harmful insect pests including Colorado potato beetle, green peach aphid, and leafhoppers. Additionally, Cruiser Max Vibrance Potato delivers immediate protection against fungal diseases. Contact your local retailer for information on Cruiser Max Vibrance Potato, Cruiser Max Potato Extreme, or Maxim MZ to find out what best fits your farm needs. All right, as we come back today with R.J. Andrus, president of the National Potato Council, and Bob Mativi joining us as well. He's first vice president and serves on the environmental affairs, vice president of that committee as well. He's, of course, from Colorado, R.J. from Idaho. And we were just talking about the uh, the report that was released last spring uh, during the legislative conference on the economic impact that the U.S. potato industry has, $100 billion economic impact. Well, there's a new economic report uh, that it's not out yet, but it's going to be focused on trade. Um, you know, R.J., being from the PNW, can, can you talk about just how important trade is, especially for producers in that neck of the woods where a lot of that is exported? Yeah, I mean, if, if you think about in terms of where Idaho, Washington, and Oregon are is, is to the East Coast, I mean, the freight costs, and, and Bob can attest to this, he's not that much further than we are, but the freight costs of the East Coast are staggering. 
compared to people that raise in Ohio, Pennsylvania, that are right at the markets. And, and freight's a big deal. So the trade thing, you know, where we can ship out of, of, of ports of Washington and, and, and put them on in containers and, and ship them to many points, Asia, Europe, wherever, I mean, it's, the, the trade thing is huge, especially for the Pacific Northwest. And, uh, you know, when you look at just the trading opportunities as a whole, uh, I, I, over the past few months uh, on the I Am Potatoes podcast, we've talked about opening new markets. Mexico is always a topic we discuss. It's a great case study, I guess we could call it. But uh, uh, there's been a lot of work in opening that fresh access to Japan. And I know that that could be 150 to 200 million dollars more for the industry just on on opening up that fresh access. Could, RJ, could you share maybe a, 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 a brief update on how that is going? Yeah, I think that I think Japan's our new Mexico. Bob, how long did we work on Mexico? As think, long as I, yeah, I think we worked on Mexico for about 20 or 25 years. As long as I ever remember being on the board. But I think Japan is our new Mexico. Just the simple fact that. They'll talk to us about it, and that's about as far as they want to do. They want to talk. They want to kick the can down the road, um, you know, maybe next year type of thing. But we're, we're turning up the pressure on them to make them do more than just talk to us. And I, I believe it's going to be a slow process to, to get this done just as much as Mexico was. Um, but if we could get that done, it would be a huge boon to our industry. Well, and you bring up Mexico, Bob, for yourself, obviously, uh, being a little further south and, and having more of that fresh, that full fresh access to Mexico. Uh, when you look at that, how is that benefiting Colorado producers as well, just, just having that fresh access to a very large trading partner? Well, for us, um, logistically, we're close to that market, so it makes good sense for our uh, shippers to exploit that market you know we still want to be good partners we want to send good quality potatoes to those there's definitely a demand there that those consumers want um, potatoes had a good value good price so it's it's been good plus it helps reduce our domestic supply that you know as we've seen consumption you know domestic consumption you know vary over the years it's it's been a really great opportunity for all of us i mean it's it's no different than what japan can do for the pacific northwest you know these export opportunities uh, into these new markets are beneficial to everyone and uh, staying with you bob i i guess what, what has it been like serving on the executive committee what's that experience been like i mean obviously uh serving in these roles it's a volunteer role you're away from home, and but you're also working on advancing these important issues like trade, opening that access to Mexico, and carry on work, carrying on work that started over 20 years ago from leaders who maybe thought, we might not get this done, but the MPC and Bryant Christie was, were so persistent, along with the, the grower members that create the grassroots policy that is MPC. What, what has this experience been like? It's, it's been a tremendous ride. Um, we have such a great staff that, you know, they're the workhorses. We're kind of the show ponies, I guess you might say, but um, they've really put in the time. And, and just getting to know other members on the exec committee and become close friends 
the rest of the board of directors, you know, meeting people from all across the country that we're all pulling for the same goals. It really has been good. And you learn so much more about the internal workings and, and the more uh, important issues that are facing our industries on environmental affairs. I mean, we're learning a lot of things, you know, dealing with EPA and, and just those sorts of things. You get a more in-depth uh, viewpoint of the issues that the NPC works on. So it, it's been a great experience. Well, and with that experience, too, the, the annual meeting for the National Potato Council, it used to be during Potato Expo up until a few, few years ago, but it does, it's complemented so well by holding it during the, the what a lot of people call legislative fly-in. So the, the Potato Summit uh, 2024, it's coming up here at the end of February. And, uh, you know, RJ, that's where, you know, you will hand the gavel over. And uh, I, I guess... Uh, what, what are you looking forward to uh, being at, uh, you know, wrapping up your, your success on the executive committee and serving as president? Uh, what, what are you looking forward to there? But also, why should folks come out and, and advocate? It's not, it's not just your retirement party. It's about <laughs> advocating, obviously. But what are you looking forward to? I think I'm looking forward to handing that gavel off to Bob and say, it's yours, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it's, it's, it's just a great experience to, to be a an NPC presence, probably one of the, probably one of the greatest experiences of my life so far. Um, and just to be able to pass that off to a great man like Bob and have him lead the organization in a different way. And because we're all different and, uh, it's just exciting to see. I remember when Bob first came on and he was the new guy and just to see how Bob, not that he needed a lot of development because Bob's pretty savvy. But just to see development in 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 the years that go by, and and I I will say Bob has the toughest committee on the NPC. That the the Environmental Affairs Committee is a tough one that I would never want to do, and Bob's done a just a fabulous job at that. And uh, so I'm 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 excited to see how what Bob's going to do in his presidency and. Knowing him, he'll probably get Japan open next year. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, RJ. You're, you're too kind. And uh, so, RJ, I don't know if you know about this, but uh, we are going to have a Dean Martin-style roast. I was going to host it. It was going to be a Lane Nordland <laughs> roast. But uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm not going to make Summit this year. We're, we're having – my wife is due to have our second child right during that time. So you're I, off the I will not be there to embarrass you or tell good stories. So hopefully that will be filmed. And uh, maybe I could join via Zoom or something and, and share, share a nice I – could, I could MC something from afar. But So I will not be – so I this is our podcast in person. I'm sorry I'm not going to make your send-off party there. So Well, I, I appreciate that. And, I, and congratulations. Thank you. Uh, in, in advance. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to not having you there as, as, <laughs> because I, I know what you can do on a roast. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe if we're flying home through Salt Lake, we can just have our yeah. – we, we can stop in Salt Lake there, there you at go. the airport and, and, and have our own little uh, roast there. But, uh, uh, Bob, you know, obviously we're, we're – when I go home, it's anticipated we're going to have like 50 below with the wind chill on Friday. So it's going to be cold in, in, at home there in north central Montana when I head home. But, uh, you know, uh, the summer meeting is going to be right around the corner, and we're going to be heading down to uh, Fort Collins. Is that correct for the summer meeting? Yes, that's right. So what uh, what, what can folks uh, 
expect to experience there? I'm looking at the dates here, June 24th through the 28th, there in the home of Colorado State University. Well, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. We don't have a, our agenda and speakers put together quite yet, but it's uh, in right in the heart of Old Town, Fort Collins. Um, there's a lot to do. It's a beautiful setting. We're up close to the mountains. Um, it is the home of Colorado State University. And so we're going to have a really good time. We'll be able to probably bring on some some good presenters from the university, potato industry people. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Does CSU have a lot of experiment and research right there in Fort Collins, or is that spread out with, with the experiment stations, or do they have some, some facilities on campus there? Both. Okay. So the, the main um, research center, RDEC, is right there in Fort Collins, east of Fort Collins. But they also do have satellite stations, one being in the San Luis Valley, some others on the eastern plains and the west slope. So, yeah, there's both. And how important is it for our land-grant institutions to continue to have the ability to conduct research and expand the opportunities for producers and and creating new varieties or new resistance or whatever uh, that may be? Well, well, how important is that to have that funding and have the researchers in place to to help you stay in business? Well, it's crucial. Um, As I mentioned earlier, you know, how important research is to us. I will say that I said on another uh, board, it's the Council for Ag Research Extension and teaching, and we advocate on behalf of the land-grant universities. I represent Colorado State University. And so one of our key uh, issues, advocacy issues, is research. And extension is the mechanism to get the results of that research out to the users. And then uh, on from there, teaching is another important component. And we advocate for, for research a lot. One of the things we're we're working on currently is trying to get in the uh, Farm Bill is Research Facilities Act, and that would provide some some dollars for aging facilities. You know, our kind of our theme is we're trying to do 21st century research in 1950s and 60s facilities or older or older. There's been a lot of deferred maintenance in a lot of these facilities, and and. Things are changing rapidly with technology and things, and we need to be able to upgrade facilities. And, you know, there's not enough to go around. I think we're looking at $500 million with maybe a, a line item in the future of $5 billion if we could get that in the farm bill, just to start helping chip away at, at some of these older uh, facilities. So, yeah, you know, if, it, if you're talking about uh, potato breeding or any of these things, we need to be on the cutting edge. We can't be lagging behind because of all the things that are facing us, whether it's, you know, EPA regulations coming down that we may be losing some tools, you know, potato breeding and research can, can help us in those arenas as well. Disease resistance in varieties. There's just so much that can be done through, through research. Well, again, it's a, it's all vital to the success of the industry, and uh, I always tip my hat to all the volunteer leaders who take time away from their home operations, their families, and it's a, it's a big commitment, but it's a commitment to help pave the way for future future success. So I guess with that, I know, RJ, you said 
get active, show up. But uh, what, what are some words that both of you just like to share to our listeners about the importance of becoming active or taking the time to, to go to a, a state meeting if they haven't gone to or, or, or come to the summer meeting if they can't make it uh, to, to the, the summit or whatnot? What, what are just some words of encouragement? Well, I, I, I mean, I think that once you do see what happens behind the scenes, I think for me, it made me want to get involved and help and, you know, be involved. And if you don't know that, by going to a meeting and seeing, hopefully that lights a fire in you to go be involved. And it doesn't have to be on the national level. It can be in your own state and then move on. I mean, but be involved somewhere. Yeah, it's encouraging, you know, as we look at record attendance numbers here, but it's encouraging to see younger people coming and getting involved and wanting to be involved. Um, I couldn't do this if I didn't have my two sons and my nephew back home taking care of things, but want, and they are involved and they will become probably more involved. And so it's encouraging because you start to look at some of these meetings and there's a lot of gray hair out there. So it's, we need to get some younger folks going. Well, and that's what great thing about Expo. You do see a lot of young families here. Folks bring bring the bring the kids, grandma and grandpa are here too. A lot of them, so it, it is great to see young families come here to Expo to learn. Um, our listeners probably can hear some presenters in the background. Um, uh, it, it's a great trade show. It's one of the largest in Expo history, and we have three different just presenting areas on this trade show floor alone. It, it is quite the th- quite the theme here this year. So uh, next year, friends, we will be down in Las Vegas, as I mentioned. So uh, put it on your calendars there for the first part of January. Come to Potato Expo, meet the the leaders of the National Potato Council, but but see all that Expo has to has to provide as well. But uh, gentlemen, I'll let you get back to your busy day here today. Thanks, Lane. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Lane. With that, friends, make sure and subscribe and share this Ion Potatoes podcast. And we want to thank you once again and thank you to Syngenta for bringing you this conversation. I'm Lane Nordland. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the National Potato Council's Ion Potatoes podcast with host Lane Nordland. For more information, visit nationalpotatocouncil.org. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast today.